What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at King's Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. King's Island is now open on weekends. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Guess what decision we're about to make. Horrible decision. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to yet another episode of Hori Blade Decision. Uh, This is your girl, Mandy B. Y'all already know what it is. We are wrapping up this hell of a year. I'm sitting next to my co-host, who goes by Wheezy, and I am going to force her to have two AKAs right now. Think fast. PH Patty. And Emoho. There we go. So you really do have AKAs. Uh, Hi, guys. Welcome. I'm super excited. No, I want a better one. Do it. This will be your third one. Someone says something that was a weepy. On Patreon? Oh, Jesus. So Mandy misspelled my name in a post. I did. did you see that? I did. And she said, did you do weepy on purpose? <laughs> Dude, that was so funny. Whoever you, you do, was that was Oh, crying asshole. Now, anyways, y'all, somehow we did make it um, to the end of 2020. Um, I guess I guess we'll start uh, by saying, I guess, let's, let's start by both saying one thing apiece that we completely did not expect to do in 2020 and horrible decisions related um business related career related um or horrible decisions related that's fine especially because we did as many of you guys know how to cancel our tour which we thought we would be able to get back up and running by fall and winter and it didn't happen um, i still wanted to go to atlanta bitch you was really I was trying like, look we'll matt tech their temperature we'll be fine she literally was like man we can still do it man they ain't how they gonna how are they going to bring it back to the Horrible Decisions live show where they caught COVID? And I was like, no, bro. The world is shutting down. And I think this was right when NBA season. I said, there's no way we can do a live show and basketball ain't even playing, ho. I just feel like... I literally, I think that's what, what was like, no, bro, we can't do it live. I guess maybe Wheezy, a.k.a. I just feel like. But I just feel like we... <laughs> you know what actually made me the most sad was meet and greet. That will change forever. That will. Uh, Jesus and Meryl had a virtual live show because they had a book tour that was supposed to come out. And they did a virtual meet and greet. And I was like, Dog. Nah, bruh. We be on IG Live and we do our patron town halls once a month. There's just no way. I think I would feel awful charge to charge someone people. for a goddamn Zoom. Like, hey, 
hey in there. Like, no. Meet and greets are just such a, they're the mo- don't take this the wrong way for anybody listening. They are the most draining part of the show because yeah. they are the most, we give the most energy in those, right? Well, like, in as empaths or like a lot of people share their stories and how horrible decisions has effectively not only changed their lives, but their relationships. A lot of people will be with their partners. And so we're taking in. Do you remember like, the autistic guy that listen. met his girlfriend? Like, t- because we like gave read some home mail and he was like, I met her because like, dude, I no, there's just a lot. With, Seriously. With if you guys are looking on YouTube, I'm wearing a huge bomber jacket because I it's don't know. actually fairly cold. But, but I was, like, was nah, like, I'm going to get in these collarbones today. Whatever. A bitch is on a juice diet, bitch. I was like, mm, I How long are you on lighter. a juice diet? I'm going to do three days, but I am going to go back to uh, what my diet was post-surgery. So back to liquid only, super intake on protein shakes, water, and then soft foods. So soft foods being like uh, boiled eggs, How wet eggs. is your shit? What happened? How wet is your shit? How wet is my shit? My actual shit? Yes. Well, the protein and the shakes make it solid, so I don't really, <laughs> I don't really have wet shit going on. Um, I feel like you got loose ass with this. No, 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 Whenever no. I do a not, juice cleanse, it all not, comes out. What's crazy is, I mean, I, you know, it's crazy because I'm reading all the reviews because it's my first time juicing, and are, and people are like, oh my god, it was the hardest three days of my life. And a lot of you, I don't think I, I shared much of my journey post-op, but I did two and a half months of no solid for, food. For people that don't know, your post-op was what? Yeah, so I had uh, the gastric sleeve surgery. This was now two years Mandy ago. Mandy was a bitch in the hospital, by the way. Oh, my God. She was no such a bitch that she had to apologize to the nurse. Because, yeah, but they did something. And listen, I'm in here. No, they didn't, They did Mandy. something. If I'm a bitch, it's because you did something. Because I'm really a nice person. Mandy had to walk around. Was that it? Yeah, I did have to walk around so every 30 minutes or something. Mandy like woke up, and it was so funny because Mandy woke up, looked at me like, I cannot believe you're here. <laughs> <laughs> but I just feel like if, if I was alone and, like, having surgery, like, you know. So, Mandy, they were, like, telling her to walk around. So, we took, like, one or two loops around. Yeah. And I don't know what that lady told you to do, but she was like, I'm going to do it on my own time is when I'm going to do it. I was like, damn, Mandy, she at her job. And Mandy cannot tell you a sorry, right? So, the lady hands her water and ice chips, and Mandy doesn't even look her in the face. She was like, I'm sorry for talking to you like that, (laughs) ma'am. Because I realized I was probably a little, a little. But, yeah, I mean, I was just coming out of surgery, and, yeah, like, all I wanted to do was lay in bed, but... Uh, after coming out of any type of surgery, they don't want you to lay in bed because you could get blood clots. Like, oh, right, 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 there's right. a lot of things. And then, yeah, at this moment, I'm also noticing or realizing to myself, I will not fucking be able to eat solid food or drink liquor or do the things that I love to do for months on it after this. So, yeah, I mean, I woke up out of surgery just with a huge reality shock. Um, but anyways, let's get back to, God damn it, 2020 and the hellhole this has been. I oh, have, and what we're I have happy become for. a little bit of quarantine thick. Uh, in the in, and I guess you that's got why your butt back. My butt has always you, been here. No, because you were like, oh, my butt's. Smaller. I did lose it a little bit, but it's always been here. It was never gone, gone, just a little bit gone. Um, <laughs> but my man has met me since my ass has been my ass, so he doesn't know how big it really was at one point. So he's happy with it. <laughs> yeah, you need to do a spell. Yeah, he's happy with it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess I'll I'll start. Um, I think again, this year has been a lot for so many of us. Um, I guess. Something that I would have never anticipated. Like I said, when we stopped the tour, that was in March. And our last, our very last live show was Orlando. And I was like, bitch, do you know the money we just are not going to see now? Because the tour ended and 
We had to get into virtual. You left to Mexico. And I was just like, oh, my God, is this really life? I ended up getting a fucking cat. And I guess one of the, the what is it, the roses that grew out of the concrete sidewalk was me, yeah, starting a new business. And I would have never thought that I could do that. It's so weird because I have my conference call set up on Tuesdays and Fridays now. And I'm literally back into this corporate type of schedule that I know we talk shit about feeling like we're, we have better sex now because we don't have those jobs. But just a bit of that structure has really helped me mentally over this year. Yeah, structure helps. That's actually why I wanted to, now that I moved back to New York, um, wanted to uh, start recording more frequently because something that came out of quarantine for me, I guess, was when I realized touring was gone, I was like, okay, my money is different. And some of you guys know I've been in like comedy school and stuff like that. And I'm not saying I'm that funny, but it was more so me trying to understand jokes and what makes things funny. I notice even something on my other podcast that Eddie does is he repeats stuff over and over. Like um, if there's like a tagline to the joke. I'm oh, which is of- how funny I was when Sophia came and I just kept saying with an, with an, F. an F. That is a That's a comedian. And, well, and, and Kevin Hart does it a lot, too. That's absolutely. He re- repeats a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and so the repetition and learning that thing, that's something I learned in comedy school. Well, I right? learned that shit just by being my funny ass. But you do like start to see patterns when you like are in this class and you're like, oh, and more so, I wanted to do this because of writing. So there's something that I um, learned. Mandy and I were touring in L.A. And people were reaching out with me to me to do TV stuff. And I was like, I like this, but some of it was very uncomfortable for me. Um, they also require you very much. And this is just anybody that wants to get into influencership, right? Um, and you do very well at this. They require a serious scheduling with posting. Well, I'm big on But I have... My thing with that and even my social media, what I'm doing now, even with my other brand, I also have a marketing degree. So a part of it is I have a marketing degree. This is almost like what I did in my classes. I took 30 credits focusing on marketing yeah. for my for my second bachelor's. So I think it's also just, which is why even in the beginning, I was like, bitch, if you don't get your ass on Twitter, get on Twitter, get on Twitter. I understand yeah. the importance of marketing on social media so like, specifically. Yeah. I guess I like social media for the genuinity and talking to people. And I also don't know if I'm like, do I stop being a real person if I, and I know when we first started, I was like, why am I going to do ads? Why would I do ads? Like it ruins it. But like, I I just didn't like it. And so when I started doing TV shit, you might have heard on Sophia with an F, I got passed over for a show that not only did um, everyone in the room say I was better at than the other person, but it was simply simply a social media thing. I mean, mm. and I was like, I don't ever want to be passed up for talent versus clout again. Right. And so then I was like, well, if I'm not going to try to get this clout, what am I going to do? So I was like, well, maybe I can just attribute to writing. So I started doing punch up. If you guys don't know what punch up is, it's a really cool job you get hired for where basically they throw you in a room, make you sign NDAs, and they either keep putting clips or scripts in front of you and you rewrite the joke. So for example, Mandy and Wheezy walk into a room and they're about to have a discussion about touring. You have to figure out when Mandy walks in the door and sees Wheezy, what joke she's going to say, what they're going to say back and forth to each other. When they're sitting down, how they're going to start talking about it. What's funny? What do people know about Mandy and Wheezy that would make it funny? Um, all kinds of shit like that. You go back and forth, back and forth. Um, and it was funny because one of the shows that I was doing punch up for is a black show. And there was an Indian guy in there. And he was like, I really want to say the N word in this. 
And you guys can maybe write it out, but I feel like it needs an N-word. I was like, yeah, 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 my nigga, they need to say nigga. If you know other dude like nigga would be hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Have them say her nigga. And like it's shit like that. Um, And so did punch up. Then it started coming into writing. And um, I explored a little bit with making our horrible decisions film. And shout out to Dennis. I've learned a little bit about um, filming and what it takes to make stuff. And so then came um, Fuse and, you know, making a TV show. And I think that. I would have never, before quarantine, sat and thought about what right. I enjoyed. Right. Like, I like— it, it It forced us to sit our asses down. Yeah. Which, as a creative or an entrepreneur or even someone who found themselves being taken out of the office and getting into—and having to work remotely, you having that time in your home to just think about what makes you happy, even your space—I mean, I redecorated— you know, my living room, my, 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 my bar area. Like, you have to. Because it, you literally just sit with yourself and the things that make you happy, the things that bother you, and how you can improve as a person, I would say. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think like just that. discovering things like other ways to make money. Nigga, I watched so many Amazon courses um, with some dude that got on my nerves. His name is Joshua Crisp. I don't care if he hears this ever in life. He is so annoying. <laughs> but I paid for his course. And he was like, yeah, I was excited to learn about Amazon. I was like... I could never do this. E-commerce is really difficult. A lot of people make mad money. Bitch, You're doing I'm e-commerce. I'm doing it when I tell the you. very difficult thing. Girl, I, uh, and, and all of the Horror Hive, I want to thank all of y'all for, for the support with Official Box Owner. In 2021, I'm actually coming out with my own product line. So I will have Bork Acid Suppositories, uh, Apple Cider Vinegar Gummies, uh, Feminine PH Wipes. I am working on my own CBD lube. Like, and I'm just like dealing with the manufacturers, the labels, talking to people in China. The manufacturers for those products are here in America. So you know what like, made me it's, not it's so want much. to do e-commerce? It is so much. You're going to laugh. Shout out to your, our patrons. I love you. Patreon merch. <laughs> people will write me and curse me out about how I never sent them merch. I look up their name. I'm like, it was delivered. It probably just got like you know what I mean. Like right. people will really like. And I saw a comment once where they were like. Fuck you. They're too busy. They don't do this. I mean, Mandy, when I tell you, I really... Oh, yeah. And really customer service is real. Girl, UPS lost 20 of my boxes. Oh, I took... I was yeah. so upset. People would act like it was my fault. And I'm like, yeah. dog, I spent hours and hours and hours. And shout out to Vinny who's helping us with yeah, it now. I feel bad for that nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because he's reading the messages too. And just mail is something that's out of your control. So yeah, um, from a horrible decisions perspective, I would say... I am really grateful for finally having merch and simple thing to be grateful for. We do virtual town halls on Patreon every month. I'm not saying that it's obviously making up for a live show because it's not even close to a live show. We just do an episode. But like when people get on there with their Horrible Decisions t-shirts or just know us so well, like and make their jokes with us and they just know us all too well. The fact that we could sit on there and talk about things we wouldn't even mention on a main episode, whether it be fears, finances, uh, grieving. I talked about um, me going through a lot of pain with a sickness with family. Like, I just love that community so much. Right. And I'm I'm sorry if, you know, there's ever been a moment where you guys feel like we leave something out because they pay for it. But I just believe when people really want to contribute to your brand, they do. And five dollars may be a lot to some or a little to, to to others, but I just love how much tighter that that place is, and it's been very a safe haven for horrible decisions for me. Yeah, so I'm grateful for Patreon. What about you? I like that. Um, horrible decisions related. Mm-hmm. Oh Jesus, I still want to kill your kill you and punch you in your face. Every, Each other, no. Every, every, every fucking week. Um, 
Uh, like I said, I, I think I'm just grateful because this platform actually helped me with what I consider my purpose. Um, as far as, like I said, getting into the feminine health uh, conversation, uh, something that— Isn't that funny how it's two different purposes? We're, we're completely different right now with, with where our journeys are taking us. Just um, from this, but two yeah, different— from this. I love, and it's, like I said, getting into e-commerce, that's something I actually hated cost accounting uh, when I went to school for that. And so to be in a space where I'm creating my own products and dealing with my own Shopify and I have a team and it's it's insane. Um, but also, like I said, just that closeness to learning and continuing the conversation regarding feminine hygiene as it, as it pertains and affects your sexual health. Uh, something even most recent, I think that not only through the conversations I'm having on period sis, but uh, shout out Olivia Dope, one of my co-hosts on my other podcast. She just went through fibroid removal surgery. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, and then my other really, really close friend, I'm not going to put her name out there because it's something that she's battling with. We've been communicating regarding her mammograms and she has potentially uh, something in her breast that could be What's cancerous. What's her age group? Early 30s, uh, early 30s. And so, but she also has a family history of breast cancer. And so having... Uh, two people that are fairly close to me right now experiencing things within feminine, you know, health is just, it's just eye-opening to the fact that we do have to continue Dog, we've been going through shit. All that. Yeah, no, Well, seriously. I wish your friend well, even if it's a friend I don't fuck with. Seriously. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, oh, it's I do. A we, lot. Duh. Charlemagne. Yes. We, that is a the biggest part of Horrible Decisions this year. I do want to see it. Not Black just, effect, baby. Black not effect. Not just give a shout out to iHeart. But Charlemagne has been trying to put us onto something for a long time. For a very long time. That is Charlemagne's, and I think one thing that just really elevates him in this game. He really, I, I believe this. I know a lot of people don't like Charlemagne, but I really believe in my heart of hearts that he does want to put people on. And I was really drunk, but he actually got a drunk text from me on Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I, I text him, and I was like, Charlemagne, I just really hope you're having a great Thanksgiving. And I just want to say you are one of the things that I'm very thankful for this Aww. year. I was drunk, but he, he definitely he got a drunk text. He definitely got a drunk text. Yeah, he definitely uh, texts back and, and, and said thanks and I, happy I'm, Thanksgiving. I'm grateful, but for I'm grateful for him. I'm grateful for him not trying to fuck us over with cash, even though he knew, like, you know, this is a big media company. Tell me what you want. Tell me what you're fearful for. And other than that, our first time being on TV is Horrible Decisions was because of Charlemagne. So Second time. I, what was her first time? We oh, got on HBO. Right, right, we got on HBO, Michelle. And then we got on Vice. That's right. That's but right. HBO is technically like premium television, which people got to pay for. Not everyone has HBO. <laughs> but Vice is no, pretty like, much on all um, cable networks. But yeah, like but he, he got us on there. Shout Charlamagne out to, is the shout reason out to him. that I think I constantly, whether I even realize it or not, when I go on Twitter, I'm like, what's black owned this? I'm, let me just tell you all how much black owned should ask for. Real estate agent? Moving company. Tennis instructor, uh, personal trainers, black trainers in Mexico, uh, black cannabis companies, uh, anything. And I want to make sure that I'm pushing that agenda because I talk about so much black shit that I feel like I have to support it. Like, I feel like we can't do our jobs and tell people to buy our black ass merch or do anything if we're not putting the same into the world. Black Friday, nigga, I was so lit. I got on Twitter and I was like, I'm going to just shop all black. Send me all your stuff. Right. People sent me, Mandy, there was probably like 140 links. I brought black plants. Shout out to Thorn and Raised. I thought that was a cool name. Candles. Black girls sell candles, Mandy. I don't know if you know well, this. No, I, all I, of you sell off, candles. I, yeah, no, all of them do candles. Gear. They all do candles. I, I, I did buy from uh, two uh, black owned companies, actually, black owned candle companies. 
Uh, damn it. One is Wicked, I believe. That's a cute name. Uh, met her on Clubhouse. And the other uh, came from uh, my other homegirl, Crystal. And you would love it. It's called The Bored Witch. Uh, she And she puts crystals and she has prosperity candles and things like that. She's actually Latina, but uh, supported her as well with her business. And, yeah, they were super dope candles. So, uh, shout out to them. Well, y'all sell glitter body butter candles, workout outfits. My <laughs> God, that is a black business. Bitch, I have eight sets. At one point, Mandy, I was like, let me just keep clicking. Like, <laughs> I'm like, give away this shit. Not that anything is wrong with them. I just have too much. But right. shout out to you guys. And I, and I encourage all of you, when you're looking for anyone, I think it's great for us to do that. Um, mm-hmm. Women own too, but black own first. So, okay, let's Hell go. Hell yeah, let's go. So, we're going to get into our vanilla sheets. Okay. Okay. For this week, she's uh, cheap. One Latina visit. Legal to vanilla. Vanilla. vanilla okay, let's uh, go. So, guys, this one is actually funny. And and what also I thought about when I read this um, vanilla shit this week is we did a Patreon episode on just, I think, wild things. Or it may actually have been a regular episode where it talked about kind of how things worked for sex over centuries and back to BC. Well, anyways, a judge up over in Canada. Uh, allowed annulment because the husband could not keep an erection. A Canadian judge annulled a marriage because the husband was unable to maintain erection long enough to have sex. The recent Supreme Court of British Columbia decision details how a wife sought out the annulment because her husband was unable to consummate their marriage despite their attempts to have sex every month for almost a year after their wedding, uh, dating back to August of 2018. In British Columbia, a marriage is voidable where a claimant has established their spouse lacks the capacity to consummate the marriage. This is a Sex in the City episode. Is it really? Charlotte Here we go. Not Here we fuck go. Trey, if you guys remember, <laughs> I know, I guess that's another thing I do on the show. Charlotte and Trey, who was her first husband, the rich doctor, they could never fucking have sex because he could not get it up. So Carrie said, you need to put like a lick of, like take stamps, put them around his dick. Wait, stamps? Like postage stamps? I think she says stamps. I don't know why I remember stamps. But basically something that'll like tightly seal around his penis. And if it breaks at night, you know he can get it up. And it's all a mental thing. And it's not like physical. It was something like that. Because Do you remember that? Because they were trying to talk about how not getting it up, is it physical? Like, what the fuck is it? Let me ask you, how long would you go if you're dating a, a guy that you really, really, really days. like? You would give him three months to get his dick hard before you leave him? I'm already into him before I break up with him. You're you're into him. You're 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 dating now. You're maybe exclusive. You really like him. Maybe you, you start you start having sex. Okay, you're not exclusive because you're not exclusive to anyone. But <laughs> but however, I'm exclusive to iHeartRadio. How, <laughs> how, however, how long do you give a partner? Have who, I already who, fucked him? Yeah, but it also didn't go well because he couldn't stay hard. <sighs> how how long do you give him? Can to I fuck someone else? Ever? If I can fuck someone else as long as it takes. Really? Yeah. So I wonder why Because this if wasn't I am that into you, I could think right now, if I'm that into you and I know the butterfly feeling, you can't stop thinking about them. Like you're smiling when you see each other. Like I could maybe a year and a half, two years. Really? If I yeah, could get this, dick somewhere else. This couple went. Nah, but whole, hold on, because then I'm gonna only wanna fuck you if I'm in that. That's in love what I'm with saying, you. see? So it's crazy because the husband decided to tell the court that he blamed his former wife for her, her impotence. And impotence? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I mean, okay, whatever. <laughs> impotence. 
And is currently and he claims that he is currently having sex with someone else. And I was like, oh. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry, say it again. He blamed his ex-wife for her impotence. And he's fucking because she filed for she was able to get and the he's marriage now annulled, fucking someone and else? apparently now he's getting hard with someone else. I think I don't know. I feel like I would feel some way, but I also would think he lying because nigga, we tried for a year. I tried all my life, and you didn't motherfucking get hard, nigga. Maybe it's her. You think so? I'm gonna tell you. No, why. don't blame the woman. We are not gonna do that. I'm only gonna tell you this one thing. Uh oh. By her, I mean the person. I may have said this on the show. I've had pelvic floor therapy. You remember that? Right. I was in a relationship where I was emotionally and physically abused. It was a very difficult relationship for me. And I loved this person very much. I was very young. And I could not uh, have sex with him without pain. The very next person I had sex with. The doorman. Yep. From Mm -hmm. Club 23. (laughs) When I tell you nothing. I I mean, Mandy, I remember having sex with him. You might have been with me that I remember you... Telling me though, like how much, like how good I told, it was. I told you about it back then. You told then. everybody. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, like you told. And everybody. my ex had a big dick too. He was a good. He was good in bed. There was nothing wrong with his sex. It was so connected to to mental. So maybe, yeah, maybe there was something mental. I don't know. Well, I, I just can't believe my I pussy still, worked. I still wouldn't believe that. I had to I tell the doctor. That his dick worked. I had to go to the doctor who was giving me pelvic floor therapy, and I said. I know he's paying for it, but I need to say this. I don't think what you're doing even need to be done no more because my pussy ain't broke. <laughs> Broken pussy. And she said that this is very common. She told me, like, I, you don't need pelvic floor therapy. You need therapy therapy. I believe that. I believe that. Yeah. What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at Kings Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. Kings Island is now open on weekends. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So, y'all, uh, we are actually now going to get, just because I thought it was only right, I know we got rid of this segment 
uh, this year, I believe, because we ran out of fucking kinks, kinks or so we thought, or so we thought. So I'm going to get into our kink of the week. And before I get into the kink of the week, it comes from answering actually a question that was sent in to us. So guys, I am going to get a little bit into a whole mail right now, early on into the show so that we can get to our kink of the week. But the, the um, subject matter is tampon turn on. First off, love y'all. Thank you for helping me find new shit for my sex life. Been with my man for 10 years, and we started when we were 17. So having to grow mentally and sexually together has been quite the journey. But hearing real women break shit down is an amazing thing. For instance, my toy and my pleasure with it should not make you feel some type of way. It's helped so much that he's recently surprised me with a new one. Anyway, I have a friend who is telling me how her boyfriend loved watching her take her tampons out. He would want to go into the bathroom with her, and it turned him the fuck on. Mm -hmm. He would get upset when she wouldn't let him watch. Not sure if you guys have talked about this yet or heard anything like it. I was like, oh, this is some horrible decision shit that Wheezy, I'm just going to change up the words, would love. It said research, but I think you— really quickly? (laughs) No, don't say it. Let me look at it. Show me—just flip to her email, because I need to know what color she is. Spanish, Latina, for sure. Well, bitch— This is your people with the fucking spaghetti in the blow. Because <laughs> I, I don't like it. I don't like it. You do like blood. I don't like blood. I just will fuck on my period. Nasty ass. Anyways, guys. There because is- I'm a feminist. And I'm not going to let anything stop us here. Okay? Oh. You telling me that pussy bleeding? And let me tell you, scissors, I love you to death, girl. I there know go, you y'all. are moved on with a new person. But what I'm saying is, when you give a fuck about somebody... I didn't see the blood at all. I didn't even see it. You didn't it, see it? No. It just became invisible. I didn't put it in my mouth. You nasty. Anyways, y'all. You just like the, the, this the, kink, actually, y'all, is referred to as menophilia. Menophilia is a sexual paraphilia in which an individual, always mostly male, derives sexual arousal from menstruating females. Such individuals are also aroused by the smell image, taste, and or feel of the blood expelled no, during menstruation. I think we had that to. you are menophilia <laughs> because I think that you do get a little aroused by knowing a bitch is bleeding. That's Kristen, why you out there. Shout out to my bitch, Kristen Arnett. That's my dog. We had her on here, lesbian chick, and she fucking loves She said shit. she likes the rainbow kisses. No, no, no. It's rainbow not the rainbow something. kisses. She said she just likes the massacre of the shit. Disgusting. She white, though. That is some white people shit. my dog. That is some white people shit. But see, I got some white friends. Mandy don't. But anyway. <laughs> I really don't. Really? I have no white friends. Hold on. Let me think really, really hard right now. You got a white friend. Think of someone maybe you've worked with, Jason. Well, I don't I don't think work friends friend with count Rory. as friends. Your friend with Rory. Oh, Rory. That, he doesn't count as a white man. He does. I don't count Rory as white. Rory knows he's white. He knows he's white, but is he really? <laughs> <laughs> is he really? He'd be actually claiming Irish. So I don't even what do you know. Mean claiming that's definitely <laughs> maybe me. That's white. Okay. Yeah. That's I mean, not no Mediterranean. But he's a ginger. So no, Sophia's not white. She's Latina. I don't she's have. Latina, I don't. Though. But I don't have white friends. Damn. My mama. Shout out to Tammy. <laughs> Anyways, and guys, she's on some Rory time. You know what I mean? Listen, yeah, I learned how to cook collard greens for my of, mom. What kind of white is your mom? <laughs> the black kind. No, like, <laughs> what, what's your mom? Do you know? 
What do you mean? With, what is she white? All of them crackers is mixed with shit. No, but you don't know. They like this part, Europe, this part of Europe, this part of Europe, this part of Have you ever Indian. done a swab? No, because that is why at the end, when the world ends, I will still be here. Because I didn't send them in my DNA to track me and do all this other shit. I did. I'm, I know. That's why you're not going to live. I'm going to have to do this by myself once the world come back to life. Anyway. My dumb ass was like, why am I African and Asian, but then Israel? See, you know, <laughs> bye, bye. It's right. Okay. Anyways, guys, uh, I, I did, I did, I did, I did have a hoarder for this week uh, before we get into our horrible decision, uh, which you guys clearly know what it is going to be by the title of this show. But anyways, let's get into our hors d'oeuvre. For those of you who are listening for the very first time, our hors d'oeuvre is where we give a sex tip. And while I think I have shared multiple different tips. There was actually a full article, which you can find in the description of this episode. The hoarder for this week is how to finger someone with acrylic nails. Y'all know I love my motherfucking acrylics. And I don't know if it's from O-Town. You know why she said it like that? Because she lives in the Bronx. (laughs) I'm just saying, and the Bronx be hooking me up with their rhinestones. Uh, What the hell was that? I don't know. This is why I don't do accents. Mandy. I don't know. (laughs) I don't, Ryan, I don't want you to stop. I sound like I'm from fucking Europe. Okay, no, anyway. you're. <laughs> I said Ryan. I thought that was Jamaican. No, but Jamaican and Irish sometimes go no, together. No. no, like when you're trying to no. do a Jamaican accent, sometimes you sound like you're from Ireland. It's so weird. I don't know. That's awful. All right, guys. So again, you guys can find this article in the description of this episode. It does come from Vice.com. There's multiple. Um, tips in there. However, I wanted to share one of the best ones that I found because it actually has to do with the position that your partner is in. So the best position for beginners is to have your partner on their back with their hips lifted with a sturdy pillow. This gives you the room to explore their body with a relaxed hand and allows the perfect angle for you to use the pads of your fingers to stroke. This is a great starting point for the newly beclawed. Um, once you have confidence in your abilities, though, you can pull off any position as long as you're mindful of your hands. What's crazy is that's definitely a thing for me. I would suggest actually these nails have caused me issues because I decided to put rhinestones on my pointer, my index and my ring finger and fingering somebody with your pinky is just not as much fun, nor are your thumbs. So if you're going to put rhinestones on your acrylic nails, I would suggest to at least leave your pointer with no rhinestones. I just want to say I've only so that they don't engage from this conversation because I have one really good tip for acrylic nails. What is here you go. What? Don't finger me with them. No, I am going Please to find a finger cover, like a finger condom or something that's bitch, not like I'm gonna cover bubbles. it with lube bitch, or some speed. Yours are rounded more than they're I do pointy. Have rounded, yes. So these are almond shaped. Who guys? fingered me with acrylic nails? You guys definitely should ask your uh, nail it? technician to give you almond-shaped acrylic nails if you want to finger your partner. Someone, fi- it wasn't Venus. See, you out here getting fingered with acrylic nails, bitch. No, no, no. She didn't put her fingers inside of me. She, she just rubbed your little clit with the acrylic nails? Did you feel the acrylics on your clit? No, but what? You think it might, not- it might add a little different texture. Oh, you know what I mean? Someone, like how people someone- have ribbed. Scissors once had acrylic See? nails. And she almost put them in me, and I said something, and she started laughing because I was like, "Yo, <laughs> And I think we have a video of it. Oh my god, I remember we were but making what's a the video. Difference? To me, your natural nails right now are just about as long as my acrylic nails. 
Benton, zoom in. No, okay, okay, maybe not. They just look long. You got long ass <laughs> nail said, beds. In post. <laughs> no. <laughs> Put my nail next to your nail. No, Mandy, they're not. Oh, they yes. Look how long your nail beds are. Look, they're the same. People, they every time, same, I, I will say same, one thing. Every time I go into a nail place, they always say, that, you have my nail bed. They love my nail bed. They love my nail bed. Why? Why? Because they have. Why? <laughs> Me too. Oh, you have long ones. See, see, no, yeah, I don't have long nail beds. This is a lot of room for them to play. And just to let you know, why did I do that accent? Because that's how they sound in my nail place. I ain't say who it was. I ain't say no ethnicity. Bitch, we know. They like to do We know. They do. They do. Ho Chi Minh. No. Oh. They're not Vietnamese? It's called You Me Nail. <laughs> I'm done with you. Anyway. Anyway, guys. We hey, are I think g- about Chinese by You Me Chinese. I hate you so much. Anyways, guys, we are going to get into our horrible decision. And our horrible decision has to do with dating and why the fuck we should never, ever, ever listen to Steve Harvey. Because he indeed has been the number one demise of the dating community. So I wanted to go through a lot of you, uh, as well as myself, for whatever reason, all decided to read his book, Act Like a Woman, Think Like a Man, back when we were very in our early primary days of getting into this dating life. This is well before dating apps. And well, his daughter stuff. took after it. She did not, which is why she has all these different men. She's thinking like a man. But she's not acting like a lady. How is she know? acting like a lady? Niggas is tricking on her. Facts. She looks cute. Facts. I just really feel like... You think Lori Harvey took Steve Harvey's... Uh, Things with it. I'm sorry. Ain't no way future waited no 90 days. I'll tell you that. Oh, I forgot about his. Book. Yeah. So let's 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 go down there, and we are going to pretty much dispel uh, all of the myths. I would say that Steve Harvey put out into the universe regarding dating. So we're gonna start with um, one thing that he says. So Steve Harvey believes that a man must achieve a minimum in the three areas to feel like he is fulfilling his man duties. Before he figures out how to achieve his minimum goals in those areas, he will be too busy for a relationship. I want to give you those three uh, those three things. He says that a man has to know who he is, Facts. his title, what he does, how he gets the title, and the reward he gets, which is how much he makes. So pretty much, Steve Harvey believes that if a man does not have these three answers, he will not have enough time or be too busy to focus on you I actually disagree with this. The only reason I disagree. Okay, tell me. I dated a man with a lot of time on their hands who told me that he knew he couldn't fully commit to me or didn't feel as deserving in the moment because he didn't feel like his shit was all the way together. Okay. And he was like, I feel like us being together for real is going to require me to do more, to hold you down more, and I can't do that to you if I'm not... There myself. He also told me that he felt like a hypocrite. He's like, I know the man things a man should be doing to a woman for a woman, and I don't. I'm not there yet. Right now, he, it ain't like he was too busy for me. I, I he had like, the time. I, I feel like that was a very working class comment that he made. Absolutely, which I dumb. I also which disagree I, with. I, I was about to say that's what I'm saying. I disagree with a lot because of because you said. could be working. Mandy, you just said it last week that uh, you worked seventy something hours, and I mean, yes, true, it was nine to five, but I. It wasn't like you didn't make enough to, or weren't uh, an equal enough partner at that moment in time. I, I don't know if I believe that. I think there's another misconception very much so with um, shout out to B. Simone. I mean, I know, you know, we know her. But when she said that a boss shit or nine to five or whatever, I don't believe necessarily. I think entrepreneurial ventures don't necessarily equate to time. You could be way more busy as a 
quote unquote boss. Boss. Yeah, I agree. You can have way less time for somebody. You know what I'm saying? And so, you still find time to date. Well, well one of the, the reasons why I wanted to dispel this, because I truly believe that a man will make time for what and who he wants to make time for. I know a lot of CEOs that have marriages. I know a lot of uh, athletes. Clearly, y'all know that. But they still find time to not only have relationships, but a whole bunch of side chicks at the same time. So I, what, what I'm saying is pretty much, though, I don't believe that a man, once he has the money or or doesn't have the money, that he he won't have the time or be too busy for you. Uh, so I just wanted to say that. I agree. You agree? Okay. So I, I mean, I, there's the one thing. I, the the busiest man I in. ever dated. I will never forget it. He was very busy. He was an exec. Um, we didn't even fuck. He, we were just kind of meeting and getting to know each other. He was an exec at a huge network, big, big TV network. And he was in New York on a, th- uh, on a layover to go to London. He extended his layover another two hours, uh, Ubered me to meet him in Queens where JFK is. At a dinner, he was like, I found the nicest place that I could to take you out. Like, yeah, you, but that's what I'm saying. really want to do it. make time for what you want to make time for. Absolutely. So I disagree with this. One of the other things I wanted to get into, uh, and this actually relates to a recent episode we had, Steve Harvey believes that there are only three things that every man needs. They need love, they need loyal support, and they need sex. And I believe that too. However... I do want to get into what he says regarding that. Uh, he said that love means to make him feel like he's special, like he's a king. Mm. Loyal support means that you will stand by his side no matter what happens. And sex, well, Steve says men can only go a month without it. And if you start rationing out sex, he'll be looking for it elsewhere. I want to go against this because I do believe that as women, we can actually give those three things to a man and he will still not feel fulfilled in a relationship and may still seek out any of these three things for from someone else. Did you agree and disagree? Um, my psychic told me. Jesus Christ, here we go with the fucking. She was true. She Witchy was right. Shit. She told me that I don't have the ability to make men feel emotionally safe. And for that, they will always feel. Uh, I can't remember the words she used, but she said something in regards to like. Like, they'll never know I'm theirs, and they'll never be comfortable. She says, you have a very hard time with that. You're too open. You're too free. Even in a monogamous aspect, you're too, look at this person. She's cute. This. Even if you won't fuck someone else. She's like, that is just who you are. And when you can't make someone feel emotionally safe, they may never all the way fully either commit or just. Emotionally safe. Is that the same as uh, security emotionally in a relationship? I don't know. That's the word she used. but Okay. but I remember her saying that to me in terms of past lovers. And I was like, wow, I could see that. She's like, men, when they're with women like you, she's like, whether they tell you that or not, you have to date the most confident motherfucker. They always may have a little feeling in them, like, would she, will she? Right. They know you got other options, shit like that. Um, and, and, it, and specifically, um, what he said, that's why I kind of agreed to making someone feel like a king. I do believe that gender roles slightly take place in this. I believe when you have some antiquated ideals when it comes to men and women that men generally feel like, oh, like she is mine or, you know, she is good to me or this is what a girl's supposed to do for me. Um, specifically, Hospital Dick would always tell me his favorite thing about me was that I was so nurturing. Right. I'm always asking, what do you want to see? This, this, that. Before you go to work, let me make you this. Let me do that. And it's something in me. I think I do that with friends too. Yeah. I think I think the reason why That's I, a big thing that the, makes the men. The reason why I said I, I disagree with this and we've talked about it a lot is because they'll still that, cheat. 
Well, not only that, it's because of that third one, sex. Like, you could fuck your man every night, and it doesn't mean that that's necessarily going to keep him from getting it elsewhere. It doesn't. So even outside of rationing sex, you could also give them all the sex they want. You could take a man to a sex club, and it still doesn't mean that he won't still want outside sex. I mean, and that's the thing that why I wanted to disagree with this because I don't But think, what did he say this is for a commitment? No, this yeah, this is for keeping your your partner happy or or having a relationship and the things you should do in order to keep that. I still think I these are want, key components to healthy well, relationships. Well, I also wanted to say uh Steve Harvey also decided to create the blanket excuse that men of all time have been using as to why they cheat. Steve Harvey said that men cheat because men can have sex without emotions, which means he can love you and still cheat for the simple act of sex. And I wanted to dispel this because I hate the fact that they still continue to act as though women cannot have emotionless sex. Old Bay is this person My and I hate nigga. it. What? He swears <laughs> to God, Mandy. Because he read fucking Steve Harvey's book, bitch. Nah, he ain't that toxic. <laughs> but uh, basically, he was like, look, like whatever makes you happy makes you happy. Cool. But there is no way that you could fuck like I fuck. He's like, I could fuck a bitch and not think, need anything else. Nothing. He's like, you cannot do this. He's like, no matter how much you try to act like you can, you are not that person. I can't. But I'm that nigga. I can't. He swears. I am that nigga then. Like, we still like. Rub it on me. I've had a ton of emotionless sex because I liked how I felt in the moment of sex, but it didn't make me like the person any much more. I remember some of the some of the, the best sex that I had with, with was with some of the most toxic fucking niggas that I did not ever see myself being with. And it didn't make me like them anymore because we had great sex. So the, this idea maybe that women you just don't maybe your mental doesn't need to be stimu- stimulated. No, but 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 I I think that even as a woman, if you do, if you're not seeking mental stimulation and you're just seeking a fuck as women, but you I can't, be thinking I am. Bro, you I'm can, nice. bro, because the the the, the problem is when, the problem is if you're seeking emotional or some sort of mental or some sort of uh, affection from a person. Yes, I understand that, but there are women out here uh, and and. A lot, the more we open these conversations about sex, there's a ton of women that just want to feel an orgasm or just want to feel sex or just so want another body. The only them. reason I agree on that part is, well, for myself, I don't know if anybody else out there can agree. To Old Bay's argument, I'm like, I can do this because if I have an emotional connection with you, I could do it. Right. I kind of like, I, when I'm single, I can't really, I don't fuck to fuck easy because I think that component is something I associate with men. However, okay. if I already have it, like quote That's unquote what I'm saying. primary partner, right. now I can fuck anybody. That's what I'm saying. But if I don't have a primary partner, <laughs> then I'd be like, oh, cut on me. Then that's where, that's where, and I think that's where a lot of women who are single sexing, I will say, that's where <laughs> I feel like they find single sexers si- out there. Si- single sexers out there. The, the difficulty where you find is because you are still finding you're still searching for that emotional connection to a partner uh, more so than you are just the sex. So I want to say that before we get out of why Steve Harvey could suck a dick is the 90 day rule. Women should abstain from sex for the first 90 days after meeting a man. uh, And he pretty much ties um, this 90 day rule to pretty much how a woman will be valued and looked at to a man as far as their worth and, and kind of, 
uh, looking into the future as to if this is a person that has is this nigga paying for this episode, Steve? No, but I'm just saying he's ruined the way we think about a lot. Do we have a podcast how, on iHeartRadio? Something? How many times? Did we go into dating thinking that we couldn't fuck a man on the first night or the first week or by the second date because he would think that we are just so awful and hoes that weren't wifey material? I'll be honest. I my partner now, some men think that well, way. And, and some that's men, fine. Some, some do and, some and I'm going to blame Steve Harvey for that. But what I'm saying is I'm now with not only someone who's mature, I think we're more mature in how we go about with talking about Benson. Something. Real quick. Keep it real. If Benson is girl fucking 22. First, it doesn't matter. Oh, 23. 23. Now. Oh, excuse me. Benson, tell the truth. When's your birthday? Oh, nigga, we a month late. I thought nigga. it was today. Like, should we run a cake? We didn't know. All right, happy birthday. Sorry, next time we'll ask for it on your W-9 form. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit. Okay, Benson, seriously, tell the truth. It's okay. When a girl fucks you on the first night, do you think she's a hoe? Even if you'll still date her, do you think there's this little piece of you? I love it. Yeah. Thank depends you. On the, depends on the person. I tell him, I'm like, listen, we can fuck tonight or we can fuck in a month. It just depends on the fuck. No, 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 no. But I'm yeah, saying, no, no, no. Why do you want him to change his answer? Bitch, he told you how he felt. Because I don't believe him. He doesn't judge. So I will tell you. Well, no, and that's it. Well, I only don't I, believe well, him I, because Benson is very sex forward. He does this show. He's very my open point, and positive. My point. Which but is I don't why, believe you. Which is why he wouldn't judge. But, he, but even my partner. So I'll be honest with you. So so I did have sex with my current boyfriend the very first time we met. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, surprisingly, it cost him really nothing because it was fucking lockdown. So we went hiking and then we got fucking Otto's Compoyo uh, from Uptown. And he came over and... It was just, you, you know. You need a dick, though. That doesn't count, man. No, but it's not because why Why I'm saying this is because not only are we in such a great relationship now and in such a good space, he continued to see me for the first 20 days after we fucked. So, and, and the, the thing is, too, when he was coming over, we weren't fucking every time. We were playing Uno. We were eating. We, we went back to the park. And so this idea that I wasn't worthy of his time or of being a girlfriend because I fucked him on the first date is no, not no, what no. I experienced. I now I'm not saying also, I, don't, I don't believe in this. Also, I'll be way. honest too. The first, the the last boyfriend. If we go back to fucking high school, not only did I fuck him on the first night that we actually spent time together, I met him through his brother that I was fucking, and he still wifed me. That was wild. That was super wild. That my nigga. Crazy. It was his stepbrother through marriage. Step, step. <laughs> it, was through, it was through marriage. I I also want to just say. I don't believe that it matters. Okay. I believe because it's chemistry. I just do not believe that men don't have it in their head. Well, and that's fine. I I think they that guys. In their head. We have so, a lot of. So in actually, our head. Benson, when he walked in here, he said, "I did think that before horrible decisions." I think that men that are open, much like Benson, or that he's the only guy we, we could talk to, obviously don't care. But I just—I mean, me and my partner went to a sex club. This is why—I just, why, this I just is why, don't think that men are as forward. This is why as women we believe. Women, no, I, I truly that's why believe, I think Steve Harvey made that dumbass rule. It's dumb as fuck, but that's why I feel like that's why I love this this podcast so much because we're opening the doors to the facts that there are different types of men, black men specifically, that when they're open, when they're free, and when they could sit and have mature conversations about sex. They're not going to judge you or look at you as a hoe because you enjoy having sex. Or maybe you're so attracted to them that you want to fuck them the first night. Mm. And I I love that kind of that's what this pod has done. I mean, again, I fucked my man the first night and we're fucking great seven months later. And it hasn't been used or thrown in my face either at me either. So that's the thing. I think you just have to go into having the conversations and you really need to know the person, I guess, you're laying down with before you lay down with them. I agree. Um, I think... 
when I think back, the people, the last two people I fucked. Nah, man. Obey was like third date. Are, you, are we going by the last dicks? Yeah. you've been fucking quite a few bitches added in there, sprinkled in there. I fucked bitches the saying. first night. I'm just saying. It's some sisters. So you shit. out here fucking bitches the first night but want to make a nigga wait? Trash. Because bitches don't think like trash. this. Trash. That is trash. You're not even respecting the other woman by fucking her on the first night. I know. What type of respectful feminist are you? We be horny. <laughs> <laughs> What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at King's Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. King's Island is now open on weekends. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Should we? I kind of want to make our home meal. Well, it's a whole confession now. Uh, okay, before we end this episode, I want to talk. I make a casting call for horrible decisions about guests we want this year. Ooh, I like that. Okay, so this is, guys, uh, you guys, uh, per usual, we'll be getting the very last episode of this year. will be a recap of Wheezy and I's And by the way, you all have to call it lazy, bitch. People like recaps. And whenever people— well, we also have a lot of new crackers listening to us. Mandy! <laughs> I love calling them that. <laughs> It's our get your N word in there. You guys listen to music, and I know we're funny. Get trendy, y'all. It was like, don't believe me, just watch, nigga, nigga, nigga. So we you know what's crazy? Four years later, I will say at the top of my my list is still a man who openly enjoys to get pegged. Uh, I think we've talked about. We've had other women come on and talk about. We had the mistake uh, pegs. How they do it? That was a top ten, though. That was a funny ass episode. Yeah, it was. It was. I don't so think he really. Knew, I want I would like that. a white girl, specifically a fat white girl, dating a black guy. Oh Jesus! I'm no shade to a big white. I just want you to tell us why niggas love you. Why you think? I, I really want a fat white girl and a black guy that you're currently dating. I'm sorry. I just want it. I also want a sugar daddy, sugar baby duo. We Marshall? Need, we, we need a real sugar daddy. Goddamn, we've tried two times now. A lit sugar baby. And I, I, this is no disrespect, by the way, to anybody that's a sugar baby that um, has another job. No disrespect. When I say lit, I apologize. When I say a lit sugar baby, I mean a lot of years in the game and you are solely living off of sugar daddy shit. I want you on this show. I want um, anybody that has created... Anything, any kind of application for hooking up, any kind of sexual application, 
anybody that works on a website, I think this would be super dope. I want to talk about like the laws and shit. We had teased it a little bit with SX Noir. I think you brought her on. That was a great idea. I want to talk a little bit more about that. Um, One of my favorite people we've had on, um, damn, I I wish Mandy was there. Uh, Allie Triple X. Shout out to our homegirl, Allie, from Madam to Mommy. I would love another Madam, one specifically has maybe worked in a brothel. Um, I want to talk about someone that's worked in a brothel as well. Yeah, I think Some, that would be dope. Someone that is a masseuse that gives hand jobs. Uh, there's a girl who wrote us called the Handicap Ho. I don't know if you saw her email. I think we're going to have her on a Patreon episode. Um, if there's anyone else with disabilities that we can have I on. would definitely love love that. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, uh, what, what is it? Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo, uh, that movie. Even with him dating all these different women that were paying for his time, yep. a lot of them had disabilities. Remember the one she had to tie her hair because she kept falling asleep. Uh, I would Narc like, to, I would just like to know. I would just like to know again how people with with those certain um, disabilities get through dating, uh, finding the confidence to meet people new, introducing their disability to people, and what that's like. Uh, uh, so I would like that a doctor who does vagina stuff. Okay. Uh, labiaplasty, vaginal rejuvenation. I want you to come on and talk about that. The O shot specifically. I'm not even gonna say what it is because it's fucking wild. It is. Um, nigga, Fuse tried to get me to do that. I said no. You said no. I am not having a shot. I in thought my that you were doing a ton of shit for research purposes. Is it just for the horrible decisions that you do those things? No, 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 no. I we need this on horrible decisions. I myself am not getting an O shot, but Why we not? definitely need someone. You want me to get a shot into my clit? I come enough. Why not? No, I'm good. So anyway, that uh, I'm trying to think of more. I know we're on our way out of here, but like you guys also have lit ass ideas. We still have not had a lesbian couple. Kristen brought a girlfriend, but that didn't count. I want um, I really want Sydney and Snoop on here. I want them to talk about their sex. I would love for them to talk about who tops who bottoms. Um, I know they've talked about using a strap or making strap jokes. I think that'd be really fun. Plus, they're black. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other shit that we need on here. I want a grandma who fucks. Anybody who's old who doesn't OnlyFans, we need to, I feel like I would like someone really old on here to talk about what and not what senior the, sex is like. Uh, we talked about Amanda single- one moment when she said old. <laughs> I am not discussing. I do not the, want anyone that like like him uh, again. Y'all know exactly who she is too. Also, we if, might actually have to throw him in the the recap for the year because <laughs> we had a whole lot of feedback. From that motherfucker and I his belt to and check his us clip. on the nigga, bitch. I, when he said that, because I was like, oh, I'm done. I was done the whole time. I was just like, is there okay, anyone else? This is the longest hour Let's ever. Get a good Asian man. I want a good Asian. You had a Kosh on here, ain't he Asian? Come on, Mandy, bitch. Look, geography. You know what I mean? You. But that was a while you, ago. Oop. That's a little bit. I want to talk about Asian fetishizing, actually. If you're an Asian escort or Well, no. Asian. If we get Asians on here, I want to know their uh, why they like coming to cartoons so much. Because it's... Hentai! 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 That's more Japanese, For right? anyone who's listening, I just want you guys to know that I was not the I was just that. saying hentai. That's all. No. I was you, just saying you like the to come on the show, you like to come on the about the show. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Really? No, so no, no. now we're anime characters? But, but, but no, you probably live in LA. You know what I'm saying? Because that's where the lit Asians be at. We got, we got a whole Chinatown here, my nigga. Nah, but LA got the lit Asians, dog. They be fucking... They the lit Asians. That's the pussy I'm throwing right there. Jesus Christ. They all the right. lit Asians. Well, guys, no. I... You just gave a whole list, my nigga. We're good. I want to give uh, 
our whole confession for this week. Again, if y'all have hope confessions or whole mail to send us, make sure you reach out to us on horribledecisions at gmail.com. Um, this one comes from a listener of ours who wanted to give gratitude. Her title is The Abortion Episode. I do want to shout out to uh, the ladies who joined us for that episode. That was maybe last year that we had the abortion episode. Uh, but it says, hey, girls, I recently got into the show, so I've been going through a ton of episodes and was drawn to the abortion one. Oh, oh, shit. Those were white women, too. We have had quite a few white people. <laughs> I just remembered, like, the professionals were white. Uh, I want to thank you so much for having such an open and honest conversation about a topic that is so often avoided. I recently had an abortion, which is why I listened to the episode. I don't have any close friends that have had one. Girl, they just ain't tell you. Uh, we all had one. Uh, so I haven't been able to really talk about it the way I want to. I had an especially tough time because I experienced significant pain after, and after a trip to the hospital in the second middle of the night, I had to get a second DNC by the first one. Apparently wasn't fully successful. Aww. Oh, darn, that sucks. So sorry. The pain surrounding this experience was awful, but what was more awful was having no one in my circle I could relate to. So again, thank you both a lot for this episode. And of oh, course, babe. I won't say your name, but thank you so much. And, and again, that's, again, one of the blessings and, and things that I like so much about this show is yes, we some wild ass, crazy ass taking hoes now. Uh we aren't the we aren't the, you know, wild Don't nobody own this put I'm just saying, oh this nigga own it. I let him know it's he his baby. It is his. It's like he owns it and then the second I'm done I'm like, I can't believe but it. But anyways guys it. we are giving hope to all hoes out there that there is hope. Uh so I do want to say I while I'm glad and grateful for our vulnerability and and ways of opening up about the things that we've experienced throughout our sexual journeys. Also adding in those educational um, and much needed episodes and conversations like the abortion one. I, I um, actually recently said on IG Live, like, uh, so I've been having stomach issues, a lot of you guys know. And uh, I think I talked about shitting my brains out of Mocha Fest episode. So anyway, all my stomach issues, someone was like, well, maybe you're pregnant. And I was like, I'd get an abortion, right? First thing I said. And then I was like, I wonder if I had an abortion, if I would come on this show and talk about it. I wouldn't. I think I would. Um, it's weird, though, because right now— It would take me time. Yeah, I was I, about to say. It would take me I, time. I, I wouldn't just be like, guys, just so you know, <laughs> I went to the abortion clinic think, this weekend. I, like, I, I, I don't think that's how I would do I'm, it. I'm going to tell you why. I thought about it. There's so much—I've talked about having an abortion, right? I'm older. Everybody probably thinks I shouldn't because I'm— oh, Yeah, I'm 30 now. I would love the person I would have an abortion with or whatever, but if I had one, would I really come on this show— I think I would, and I, I'll tell you why. I think that every abortion story that we hear about or talk about is a young thing. It is. And I think mine would be 100% a life choice thing. And I also think that I get vulnerable enough. I would want to talk about my experience particularly because I was so out of it and maybe just too emotional. Like, this would be a very level-headed understanding thing if I did it. If Right. I never thought about. I'm not gonna lie. The abortion conversation does come up. We always as act a like it's a young, mistake. dumb mistake. But ah, that you know would be I mean? a good way to bring and it so up. Then. I think I would really come on. I'm not pregnant, y'all. I, she I, is. I, I would really. She had come an abortion two weeks ago. She just ain't decided what she <laughs> want to talk about it on the show. But I, yeah, I think I would come in here. I would try not to make jokes about it because it is a very serious thing, and I would talk about my experience down to my wait time and everything. And I would just be totally open. I'd be open about the type of that I had, about my recovery time, if I'm still wearing the fucking pad, um, just everything. I think mm, because the pad, I wouldn't have remembered that. That seems like a very vivid. Um, I remember that part. Oh, okay. Did you do a pill? No, they went in with the vacuum. So, like, I remembered 
leaking because I started my period right after. So that's why I remembered. Mm. But um, and some people is that why you remembered? Have a great day, y'all. <laughs> Damn, Mandy. I'm, sorry, I'm just like no. I think it would you be. You think a great I'm gonna episode. get an abortion in Mexico, Mandy? No, that's why you keep coming back here. Wow, you had to come and get it back here. Okay, guys, don't Weezy's not. I don't know. Actually, no, we don't talk that much I'm about not her vagina. No fucking abortion <laughs> in a country where I don't speak the language. You want to keep it? Oh, we got a little bit out. It. No. I already <laughs> Anyways, have guys, test in that I do no, want no. you guys, uh, once again, uh, we are going to leave you off with another five-minute bonus clip from our Patreon. If you're all caught up, that's patreon.com backslash horrible decisions. You too. I want to thank all of y'all. If you guys are getting clips, it's because we are doing late editing and we don't always add it to YouTube. Stop saying that we say we're going to give you a clip and we not. You're the minority. Most people listen on audio. You are the reason, however, oh, no. that don't we change giving- our clothes. However, I will say, just listen to the audio if we're ever missing any clip. And if you want to clip that bad, go to patreon.com slash horrible decisions and listen to the rest. Thank you. I don't know what she was referring to about that, honestly. Because people be yelling about us not having Patreon clips at the end of the fucking YouTube. Oh. That's what I'm talking oh, about. I don't know. Oh. Well, anywho. Vincent feeling like they be, they be, they, right now. They be mean in the tube anyway. Uh, but but I no, I, I did want to, uh, before we get out of here, I do just want to send prayers, wishes, and positivity to anyone where COVID has affected you this awful, awful year. I do want you guys to go into 2021 with more hope. There is a vaccine out here. I don't know what that means if we're really about to, you know. Y'all remember Tuskegee? I don't know what that means. White people to listen to this show, look up the Tuskegee experiment. I'm sorry. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Shout out to Jamila from Good Moms, Bad Choices. Yeah, but this but is going to be is a scary interesting. One. It is scary. Uh, but I do just, again, want to send positive vibes to anyone in which uh, lost someone uh, due to COVID and this awful, awful, awful virus. Um, and also shout out to everyone who has caught the virus and healed successfully. I know not everyone is as lucky I want to thank all of you guys for tuning into us during this year through the ups and downs, through COVID, through the Black Lives Matter protests, through going virtual and sticking back with us. We appreciate y'all. And again, continue listening to us. Shout out. We are on iHeart. Shout out to the Black Effect podcast. And again, thank y'all for tuning in to yet another episode of Horrible Decisions. Thank you, guys. Hey, guys, I've been listening to Horrible Decisions for a bit now, and I thought you might have some advice or could relate to the current problem that I have. First off, long story short, I recently, in the last two years, came out as bi. It's been crazy trying to be true to myself because of my background. My mom was highly against the idea of a woman being with anyone else but a but a man. But when I came out as bi, I started experimenting with threesomes, guys, girls, all that. And then one day I started realizing I keep thinking about a threesome with two men who were either bi or gay or whatever. I just wanted to try it and I did and I loved it. So now I'm into that a lot and I never knew it before. Fast forward to last year, my ex and I got back together. We've been on and off for seven years. I had no intention of going back after he was so upset about me coming out to him as bi during the last time we broke up. But nevertheless, here we are. I do love him. Our sex has been amazing. I just wish he was more open to the idea of a threesome, maybe. I'm not even asking for him to try a threesome with another man. I know that's a far-ass stress- stretch, but damn, can I watch you fuck another girl? Can we fuck this girl together? I have needs. I can't deny my sexuality, and it's sad as hell, but I take it slow because I know I just should have been open from the jump, and I've always known I was into both. I was afraid because I was so shameful. My question is, do you think there are any ways I can introduce the idea successfully to have a threesome? I definitely don't want to just bring it up bluntly like I have in the past because he'll probably think he's going to have to compete with a woman. Um, Sorry it's lengthy, but the story needed context. Until I figure it out, I'll be watching porn of all the things I wish I could try. 
Child, now I see why you brought that shit on Patreon. I'm so sick of these goddamn how do I get a threesome with my partner ass questions. No, this one's a little bit different because she's just uh, she's just announcing that she's bisexual. So I think it's in reverse, right? It's normally men trying to bring women in on a threesome. And I had a situation with hospital dick and with the Jesus dude I dated where they really felt like and believed that other women were just as bad as other men. In my head, fucked up. I have a sex podcast. I was like, but it's just a bitch. I'm not trying to fuck another nigga. And I will say this. If there is any ladies listening to the podcast, I know we don't often talk about men saying no to threesomes, but I do believe, and both men that told me no have big dicks. I don't think it's a confidence issue. I truly believe it has to do with where someone feels like they stand with you. Hear me out. I don't think that men feel safe in threesomes unless they know who the fuck they are to you. Like, I think there's a reason that people that go to swingers resorts have been together forever and they're old as fuck. Like, I don't think that, especially you being on and off seven years with someone, introducing someone else into the bedroom makes sense when they don't even know what the fuck they have going on with you. And maybe you could say he knows you well or whatever, but like on and off for seven years is on and off a lot. And it sounds like you're more off than on for a nigga to not know you've been by the whole time. And if you I mean that, that to me is you coming from a completely emo place because niggas are okay with threesomes before they know where you stand with them. Like clearly, but he's not, I'm saying I'm talking about in case where men don't your boyfriend, a man I've had a threesome with. These aren't the men we're talking about. We're talking about the men that aren't comfortable and where, where it comes from maybe. Right. So I mean, that's where I'm putting my input in. And I know we can all talk about men we fucked that have had a threesome with, but I'm curious to know what y'all think as far as a man who is not, not a man who is, but a man who's not. I mean, I just think it could come from a a lot more deeper rooted things, uh, such as religion, such as their views on sexuality. Um, Because, I mean, I did have someone uh, early on that I was talking to and well, this wasn't recent at all. You know who I'm talking about, but he actually did not like the fact that I liked other women and didn't feel like he would ever really care for me to be with another woman and came to me like, if I feel like you have to bring in another woman to the bedroom or that you want to play with women, it's because you don't feel fully satisfied with me. And so I think that outside of religion, outside of what the relationship is, a man could have some insecurities if you want to bring someone in the room at all, like, mm-hmm. and I think that that's really where a lot of that stems from. It's more so him, a, a man feeling inadequate to please you fully. And that's why you're seeking someone else. Yeah. There's an article I read because when you try to like search advice about this, it's all about women asking my boyfriend wants to have a threesome. What do I do? There's this article on bold.com. It's bold with the E at the end. And it says, my boyfriend and I tried to have a threesome and it destroyed us. And there's something really interesting about this. She says, at first I was freaked out. It was moving so fast. Maybe I should have told him I was nervous, but I just wanted to be spontaneous. And see, I feel like if someone's telling you no before it's even happening, like this is a blessing in disguise. Threesomes can end so badly if you all don't know where you stand. And I think that, honestly, it's better left undone than trying to fuck someone else with someone that doesn't want to do it. Like, 
you know, we hear about men kind of coercing women into threesomes so much. And I think that as women, we've got to really respect fucking boundaries. And if you got to fuck someone else that bad and you're that, your kinks are that important, then girl, that nigga ain't for you. What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at King's Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. King's Island is now open on weekends. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.